I have done what I can to remove my emotional connection to the apps. Yeah. I think early on, I went through this, and everyone goes through this. They go and they swipe, and they're like, "Wow, this person's really attractive. I hope they like me back." Yeah. And they kind of put this like emotional expectation on it. But、mm-hmm. again, the apps control everything. Maybe the app decided to not even show my profile to this person.、Mm-hmm. And so what I've tried to do is remove that emotional connection and just use it as a way to generate leads. Welcome to this new episode of Interstates and Heartbreak. So today I'm doing a virtual recording with my friend Chris Best. We know each other from high school, and actually he's kind of a special guest because he made a cameo unnamed on Denzel's episode. So on the very first episode, for those of you who listened, you may remember Denzel talking about the fact that he is a friend who works in tech and was a designated dating expert. Chris is the dating expert that he was talking about, and I also want to make a caveat and say, I may have said that Chris called women bitches. He does not call women bitches, and I've gone on the record to say that, and I've apologized to him. He's a great guy, so he would not do that. Ah, wow! Thank you, Leslie. Ooh, that was going to be the first thing that I covered, but yes,、yeah. I'm Chris. I'm 29 years old, software engineer in San Francisco.、Mm-hmm. As Leslie mentioned, I'm the dating app expert that Denzel was speaking about. Uh, and I do want to clarify that while I consider myself a dating app expert, I am not a sex maniac, as Denzel <laughs> described. You can be one without the other, and I also do not call women bitches without their consent. So just to just to clarify yeah, that key clarification. Yeah, but I love that episode, and I listened to it recently、uh, on this road trip. I listened to all your episodes, and、Aww. hearing Martin and Will and Megan.、Uh, I haven't met Megan yet, but she seems wonderful. But I、yeah. love those guys. Yeah. So I guess just to get a little bit more context about where you're coming from, what's your current relationship status? Ooh, I'm single. I'm single in quarantine, and I am actually I've been off dating apps during quarantine,、mm-hmm. uh, but I was using them pretty actively before things shut down.、Mm-hmm. Prior to that, throughout my twenties, I was in two four-year relationships,、mm-hmm. and there was a gap in between them where I used dating apps a bit, and then after my recent one, which ended like a year and a half ago, I was、mm-hmm. on dating apps pretty actively. Okay. Yeah. So, I do consider myself a successful dating app user, but I think that I really need to clarify what success、uh, and failure is, and I、yeah. think that can be different for each person. I think everyone、mm-hmm. has different goals on the app. I guess colloquially, dating apps are, are thought to be for hookups, and some people、mm-hmm. use it for that, and they can be successful or not, and whatever. You know, people do their thing. No shame, no judgment. Yeah. Other people use it to find long-term partners or marriage. I think Will and Megan used OkCupid, and they are now、yeah. married. Yeah. Uh, so that's another way to be successful.、Mm-hmm. For me personally, I've kind of been in and out of the country for the last year or so, and I was kind of looking for what I call medium-term relationships. I don't like one-night stands. I don't like that kind of relationship.、Mm-hmm. But I do like building rapport, building trust, building that kind of thing with people.、Yeah. But I could not commit to any sort of like I will be in San Francisco forever. Yeah. And so I still want to like go out and enjoy things, and like、mm-hmm. a lot of. A lot of experiences in the world, I think, are tailored to two people doing them. And more and more, I'm like getting okay with doing things solo. But、yeah. like, I still can't 
go to a movie solo. Mm-hmm. I'll go oh, with friends and stuff, yeah. but like, there's times when I want to see a movie or like, mm-hmm. I don't know, go to nice restaurants, go to cocktail bars. Um, yeah. Sometimes I'll go solo, but it's like it's just more appropriate to go with with somebody yeah. else. Definitely. So, I had been looking for, I guess, partners that I could go and explore the city with, go and do new things, try new experiences, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, so so that's how I define success, mm-hmm. and how I define success on the apps is. Investing minimal time to get leads that、mm-hmm. I can convert into these kind of experiences and relationships. Yeah. And what I consider failure, failure is the same for all cases. Failure is、mm-hmm. if you're spending a ton of time on these apps and not、yeah. getting anything out of it besides like frustration. Yeah.、Um, so in that sense, I was good at using my time effectively to build、mm-hmm. leads and to to find dates and and whatever. Yeah. So apps apps are like a completely different beast. It's a totally、mm-hmm. new way of people to. Meet each other, and so what really needs to be understood is the apps are money-making machines. So,、yes. uh, Match Group, which is the company that owns, I believe, Tinder, OkCupid,、mm-hmm. Hinge, probably a few others. I、yeah. think it's like a, a twenty billion dollar company. Makes、wow. makes a lot of money, and it's not a traditional way to meet people. No, but people have these kind of like traditional mentalities and、mm-hmm. ideologies towards it. Yeah. And so the key difference with these dating apps versus meeting people in like a, a public place or whatever, is that this platform, whether it's Hinge or Tinder or whatever, it controls all of the rules around exposure and interactions that you、yeah. can have.、Mm-hmm. So, for example, in real life, like you could go to a park, you could go to a bar,、mm-hmm. um, and you can kind of like see everyone, and you can approach anyone, and kind of、yeah. everyone's like on the same footing. But on the platform. They control exactly who can see you and who you、mm-hmm. can see, and they control exactly how you're able to interact with them.、Mm-hmm. So, you kind of have to understand like what rules are in place and how to play by the rules and how to like feed this money making machine the right amount of money to put、mm-hmm. you in situations where you can be successful. Yeah. So Denzel touched a little bit on this like ELO score、uh, mm-hmm. for Tinder. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I had looked into、uh, during my previous like gap in long term relationships, and、yeah. it's been evolving over time. Like again,、mm-hmm. they're a twenty billion dollar company. They're investing a lot of really smart people in like how to optimize usage of the app, money making app, whatever. So Elo traditionally it's used in chess for matchmaking.、Okay. It's like this ranking metric to rank chess players depending on their wins and losses and their strength of opponents. So it's it's actually a pretty crude. Way of doing matchmaking,、um, yeah. and Tinder wrote a blog post actually, I think last year, acknowledging、mm-hmm. that this used to be part of their their algorithm, but they've iterated on their algorithm and they've improved it a whole bunch to like、okay. do all this other stuff. But、okay. at the core, and they've admitted to this, they've acknowledged this. They have an algorithm that determines like who your profile is going to get shown to. So this like、oh, concept、wow. of like where exposure is going to be. Yeah, and the rules aren't public, but like honestly, you, you can kind of guess what they are. They want people to match. They want、yeah. people to be engaged with this、yeah. app. So they're going to do things like, if you're an attractive user, they're going to show you other attractive users so、mm-hmm. that you guys can match.、Yeah. If you're an unattractive user, they're not going to show you a bunch of like super hot people that you're going to like, and they're never、yeah. going to match you. And then it's like nothing happens from that. You kind of drop off because you give、yeah. up. They want to kind of like match people together. So 
I guess one thing, and I know you're going to dive more into this, but one thing that I've noticed when you first sign up for an app, it seems like you are front loaded with the most attractive users. And one of my questions is, do you think that that's intentional so that they can hook you and make you think that you're just going to get bombarded with a lot of attractive people? Or do you think it's just a nature of the fact that they haven't determined your score yet? So they're like, oh, let's feature them to these people, see how they do. And then we can, you know, readjust based on their performance after we get some stats on them. Excellent question. And it's it's definitely both. But the first part of hooking you is actually mm-hmm. like, absolutely, that's what they do. That's like what any sort of uh, freemium service does to kind of get your attention. Yeah. And so I, I have an analogy on this to go back to like the public park kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so what Tinder does and what these matchmaking apps do is it's like, imagine you go to this park, mm-hmm. this beautiful park, and you're frolicking around with all these like single beautiful people and you get in and it's like, wow, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then after after an hour or something, the, the owners of the park come in and they usher you. They're like, hey, you <laughs> you go to this dark, muddy corner of the park and they oh pack you in sardines yeah. with a whole bunch of other dudes and like yeah. sprinkle in some like unattractive women or whatever. And they, yeah. they put you in this little corner and you can still see like, oh, there's people frolicking around out there. <laughs> yeah. They're having so much fun. They can't see you. Mm-hmm. And you can't even like yell out at them like, hey, what's up? I'm over here. They can't hear you or anything. You're just yeah. like packed into this thing. Oh. But because you got this, I think I think on the internet, they call it this new boost mm-hmm. where when you're new to the platform, they'll like show you all this stuff. Now mm-hmm. you have a taste of like, yo, like I want to get back into that like really fun part of the park. Yeah. And so you can pay to mm-hmm. get back into that part of the park. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of people have this negative perspective of paying for dating apps. Yeah. And it, I think it comes from the idea that like paying for attention and paying for like someone to like you is, is gross. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people do it or whatever, you know, like sugar daddies and stuff, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Um, but generally for, for most people, like it's not appealing to have to do that to get some sort of relationship. Yeah. But the really, really important distinction, and for anyone watching this, mm-hmm. okay, it might sound like I'm like a salesman for like Match.com. But <laughs> <laughs> you're not paying for people to like you. Yeah. You are paying for the opportunity to even be considered. That's you're paying true. for just being able to be seen by these other people on the mm-hmm. app. This is so fascinating already. And I think that hearing about this and hearing about how strategic it is on the back end, I think it kind of highlights the fact that dating apps just aren't a romantic thing in general, and they are efficient. And I feel like if you're single, and you are serious about meeting someone, it's kind of something that you just have to do because it's part of our culture now. But it's just, you know, when you think about meeting someone in person, there is all this idea of there being fate, and it just being an equal playing field where you could meet anyone, you could fall in love with anyone. And so hearing about people asking actively placing you with other like-minded or likely attractive, similarly attractive people, it just makes you feel like, oh, I don't necessarily have the amount of control in this that I would have hoped to have, you know, that you imagine having when you think about your own love life. So that's really interesting. But another just general question, when you're speaking about these apps, which apps have you used and which do you use most frequently? Oh, sure. I use Tinder, Mm -hmm. Hinge, and Bumble. Okay. I've heard really good things about Coffee Meets Bagel. Mm-hmm. I just haven't gone through the time of, of setting up stuff. Yeah. Um, I like to dive really head into to all of them. Yeah. Personally, I think Hinge is the best for beginners mm-hmm. to dating apps. Yeah. 
I think Hinge is, is excellent because it provides you kind of prompts to start discussions and the way that you can like people's photos or whatever, you can comment on things. And it's easy to transition that into dates or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bumble is a cool idea, but I think it actually in practicality doesn't work too well. Yeah. And I've also had issues with their app, like with payments mm-hmm. and, and boosts oh. and stuff. I actually really like Tinder. I used to hate on Tinder because yeah. I thought it was just like a hookup stupid app. Mm-hmm. But I really like the simplicity around the platform, and yeah. I really like, I really like the, the gold and payment features, which mm-hmm. I'll touch more on later. Yeah. Um, but as for the simplicity, like, and this is a whole other subject we can touch on later. But like mm-hmm. with dating apps, there's kind of this checkbox mentality of yeah. I want to meet someone who checks this, 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 and this, and this. Yes. Uh, for me personally, I've realized that like personal chemistry is so important to me and that's yeah. something that doesn't really fall into a checkbox mm-hmm. and so i've been on dates with people who we've already checkboxed each other off yeah and there's like no chemistry and i'm yeah. just like no nah, this isn't this isn't right for me definitely um i've even matched with people that are like they they need to check the boxes off before they can determine whether i'm someone they can fall in love with i'm like dude like <laughs> nah nah yeah. no. <laughs> i'm out of here yeah 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 <laughs> Again, I think it just takes out the romance of it. And yeah, you know, of course, there is an element of practicality to anything if you want to be effective. But in the end, it's still your love life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as you said, like the romanticism. Yeah, you're not gonna you can't use Tinder or these apps as a way to like fall in love with someone. Yeah. But you can use these apps as a way to generate leads and yeah. to be exposed to people that you typically like wouldn't be exposed to. And something yeah. for me as someone that's been dating both on dating apps and mm-hmm. friends and friends of friends, it's really interesting being exposed to people that have no connection to you because yeah. you can show up with a completely clean slate and you mm-hmm. can kind of just be who you want to be, be yourself and they can be them and you can like kind of create your own thing out of that. Yeah. Versus out of friend groups, like there's already these kind of expectations and roles that you fill within your friend group. And yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole another beast of a subject. Yeah, uh, definitely. But yeah, the romanticism, it's not there. Lead generation is there. Mm-hmm. It's like a business uh, basically. <laughs> So I guess I would ask, you mentioned that Hinge is really good for beginners. Why do you say that Hinge is good for beginners relative to Tinder if Tinder is the one that has that simplicity? Ooh, so I would say Hinge is more checkboxy mm-hmm. than, than Tinder. Yeah. Again, like I think for someone entering the online dating scene, mm-hmm. even asking yourself the questions of like, what are my checkboxes and what am I interested in? Going through that like thought exercise is something that Hinge forces you to do. Yeah. Whereas Tinder, because it's such a blank slate, if you're new to the app, you like have no idea, like (laughs) what am I even looking for? What are Mm -hmm. people looking for? What am I supposed to say? Whereas Hinge like sets you up underhand softball pitches or whatever. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of the Um, same with even the fact that you don't have to write a bio. It's like, oh, if you're intimidated by the idea of writing a bio, here's some prompts to get things started. And I do know a lot of apps have kind of replicated that because I think that's probably a very popular feature because it makes it so much easier. But yeah, I think that aspect of setting up your profile is also kind of an introductory aspect as well. Yeah, it makes it really easy for you to set yourself up. And again, like, such a big part of using dating apps successfully is understanding what success means to you yeah. and understanding and being honest with yourself of what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And, and Bumble does it too. Hinge does it too. And, and some of the deeper dating apps like really get into like, what exactly are you looking for? Yeah. And so if you are to use Tinder, which is more of a blank slate, mm-hmm. like you do want to format your bio in a way where you're going to attract the people that you want to match with and go yeah. on dates with. Yeah. 
So what are some tips you have for doing that when you don't have those prompts and you're just kind of going freeform? Ooh, again, I like simplicity. I think you want to be funny. Mm -hmm. Easier said than done. But if someone is going to randomly like meet up with you and they don't know you and they're going to like go to some cocktail bar with you, like it at least better be entertaining for them to yeah. like hear some stupid jokes or something. Like, yeah. So I really like short Tinder bios if they're attracted to you. Like if mm -hmm. they find you attractive, they're going to swipe and then you can talk and then ideally you can escalate and go to Instagram or text or whatever and okay. then go from there to, to date. But yeah, it, it also attracts different people. Like the, the people mm -hmm. on Hinge and Bumble are very, very serious about what they're looking for. Yeah. But yeah, I can go into how to use Tinder effectively. Yes. Yeah. So mm -hmm. this is kind of the technical nitty gritty on how to pay for the app and why to pay for the app and to explain what some of these features do. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned before, I like Tinder because I think that the way that they have modeled payments around it mm -hmm. has enabled me to be successful and that I can spend a minimal amount of time to generate leads or build dates or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you have Pinder Gold, I'll touch on later. Mm -hmm. But at the core of, of the payments is you have super likes and you have boosts. Mm -hmm. So typically like a girl in San Francisco. So San Francisco on a separate subject is mm -hmm. mostly male and it's mm -hmm. it's an uphill battle for, for men in San Francisco compared to places like LA or yeah. New York City mm -hmm. where there's more of a balance of the type of work there is. Yeah. San Francisco has a lot of tech, engineering, medicine, that kind of stuff, which, yeah. you know, there are more and more females coming into these fields, but right now they're heavily male and yeah. it makes it an uphill battle. Anyways, I totally see that. you take an attractive girl, she opens up her Tinder app. Mm -hmm. So let's say she swipes like on five or 10 guys, left or mm -hmm. right, whatever. Yeah. All 10 of those guys are either boosts or super likes. So oh, wow. if you are someone that has not done that, you mm -hmm. aren't even in consideration. So no matter mm -hmm. how attractive you are, no matter how much of a perfect match you are, no matter like if all these things line up, you are not even being considered. Wow. So it's not even an aspect of like paying to be liked. You're actually yeah. paying to even be in consideration. Yeah. So there's two ways to get yourself at the top of the stack. So mm -hmm. when she opens her phone, you're going to be the first, second, third, whatever person that she swipes. Mm -hmm. um, so there's your super likes and your boosts. If you super like someone, you basically show up with this big blue star, this blue mm -hmm. outline. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's it's a little bit obnoxious. It is. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So some girls find that it's like, oh, this person's trying too hard. It's gross. They're paying for the app. And mm -hmm. do you feel that way? You know, I haven't thought about it in the terms of, oh, this person's paying. And so that's gross. I think what I find is that usually the people who send super likes are less desirable people. And so sure. I probably wouldn't even swipe right on them, whether they super liked me or not. It's just like a, oh, this is the person that super liked me. It's kind of just like a letdown. You know, it's usually not like an attractive, normal guy. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's not quite the super like that has an effect, but it just happens mm -hmm. to be the people that super like are yeah. lower quality than you would hope for. Yes. Okay, sweet. So some people actually are turned off by the idea of being super mm -hmm. liked. Mm -hmm. Other people are indifferent. It sounds like you're kind of on the indifferent. And some, some people like it. Some people like, oh, this person really like tried hard to, to mm -hmm. give me this extra attention. Yeah. But either way, like, I think you're shooting, you kind of shoot yourself in the foot by super liking you. Let's say it's equally one third, one third, one third. Mm -hmm. um, one third of people are going to be turned off by that. One yeah. third might be whatever. Boosts. Boosts are ideal. So mm -hmm. boosts get you to the top of the stack mm -hmm. and without the blue border. So you end up as just like one of the people that she sees when she first opens the app and she yeah. can give your profile whatever attention and whatever like i like this person or not yeah but the issue with boosts is that they only last for 30 minutes and they cost like oh. a couple bucks okay. yeah That's so tough. yeah like mega power users i'm sure like 
freaking pay for it all day. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's pretty dumb. And <laughs> there's ways to pay at the right times, basically, mm-hmm. to, to get the most effectiveness out of it. When you say right time, you mean like the time of day when people are most active on the app. And so the boost will have the most reach. Pretty much. And mm-hmm. I can say anecdotally, mm-hmm. I uh, was one of those gross superpower users for a few days <laughs> mm-hmm. just to kind of test and get a feel. It was like an investment for me. Yeah. And I had this like spreadsheet of stuff and like to determining like when is the best time to boost. Mm-hmm. And so my super secret tip is it's Monday through Thursday, 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. So wow. pro tip. I you heard it here. Yeah. First. And And reflecting on that, I think it's because Friday and Saturday, people are already like doing things. They're out with their friends or they're out on a date or they have, they have plans already. Mm -hmm. Um, Monday through Thursday after work is when people are like, oh, it'd be nice to line a date up for this weekend or something. Yeah. Out of curiosity, how was Sunday? Because I would imagine Sunday evenings would be a good time too. People are like a little sad. They're alone. They're not doing much. Exactly, Leslie. So in my notes, I have mm-hmm. Monday to Thursday, 5 to 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday evenings. But Sunday mm-hmm. evenings is like a bigger gap. If you're mm-hmm. willing to spend on like 5 p.m. to 10 p.m., mm-hmm. um, sure. But yes, I think Sunday evenings are exactly that. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, this week can end it. I still don't have a partner. Like maybe <laughs> yeah. I should look into setting up a date for next week. Yeah. 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 But yeah, in short, it's like basically when people have downtime, which mm-hmm. is around dinner after work yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So this is all for exposure. So exposure and getting these matches is really like half the battle for these dating apps. Mm -hmm. And the second half is converting them into an actual like, hey, let's meet up. Yeah. And so I have a few like techniques around this too, or a few things that I've read about or applied myself. So one of them is you always message after a match. So Mm -hmm. you don't want to wait. There's this idea you want to kind of like strike while the iron is hot. Yeah. And they've already like, hey, I like this person. Their profile is interesting. That's yeah. when you want to message them. Yeah. And she or he, mm-hmm. it could be like, maybe they're interested in you today, but yeah. tomorrow they might not be or something like that. Or That's true. They could just get bored or they could swipe someone else the next day that they're then interested. You want to strike while the iron's hot, mm-hmm. which actually I'm going to segue this into Tinder Gold. And yeah, yeah. Well, I'm like a Tinder salesman now. <laughs> But Tinder Gold, the biggest benefit that it gets you is you can see who has liked you already. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the importance with that is I can open my Tinder app and mm-hmm. I can see who has liked me. Mm-hmm. And if I am in the mood to like send out a message and like set up a date or something, mm-hmm. I can then give that person that match. Yeah. So yeah. I get to control when that match happens and I can message them and say, hey, however I want to message them, whatever, I'll look at their profile, send them like some stupid joke or something. Yeah. But honestly, like the other way to do it is you start swiping all these people and they get to decide when to match. And let's say they match in the middle of the day and you're like busy doing a lot of stuff. Like yeah. you can't strike while the iron is hot. That's you're busy true. doing other things. Mm-hmm. So if you get to control the time in which you interact, it lets you kind of control where the situation is going a little better. That is fascinating. And I do think momentum is so important in conversations because sometimes you have a conversation that starts off great. Again, everyone gets busy and then it can kind of fall off. And so I think that's actually been one of my primary frustrations with dating is like, how do I keep the momentum going so that we both stay interested? I never even thought about that as a strategy. So that's really helpful. Yeah. And it also, when I like first became single out of a long-term relationship, I Mm -hmm. started just like kind of over scheduling dates Mm -hmm. and I don't like ghosting and I don't like not 
showing up to things or yeah. like moving schedules and stuff. Yeah. And so for me, it became really important to like open up myself to conversations mm -hmm. at my own whim rather yeah. than like, oh, this person matched me. Now I have to talk to them mm -hmm. and say, oh, you know, I'm busy this weekend and next weekend. Like, can we hang out two weekends from now? No, I'm not going to make that kind of commitment to yeah. some complete stranger. Totally. Um, but if it's like I'm talking to someone, it's like, hey, let's hang out this week. Mm -hmm. I don't have to match anybody else. I don't have to even like start any conversations because I can see yeah. who's all like me and I'm not like swiping on the side or whatever. Definitely. Yeah. So the second big tip after that big rant is you want to escalate to texts or mm -hmm. Instagram immediately, ideally. Immediately. Uh, yes. So okay. not like, hey, this is my this is my phone number, but like, <laughs> yeah. you want that first conversation to result in something that's that's more permanent. Mm -hmm. um, so people like go in and out of the dating apps and they delete it and they come back or whatever. Mm -hmm. If you can form a bond, uh, so I don't text at all. I actually, I'm always surprised when people text me. I'm like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> I know, I know, I know a lot of people still communicate with text, whatever. No shade yeah. of them. Yeah, uh, I really like the digital age and things like Instagram. Mm -hmm. So if I can get an IG handle and we can start to interact over like IG stories and like memes and messages and stuff through that, huh, I think it, it builds a connection that if not is going to lead into a date now, it's, mm -hmm. it's something that's permanent to where later on, let's say we've both lost interest, but then something comes up and we're both mm -hmm. available. And then I like comment on her story or something. And then yeah. that can lead to a date from that. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts on that, actually. So yeah. I, in the beginning, when I was first on the apps, I feel like I encountered some people who would be like, what's your Instagram or what's your Snapchat? And so I would give it to them. And I'm not going to make it sound like I had so many bad experiences, but I had a handful of experiences that made me reconsider that strategy. And I was like, if I haven't met you yet, I actually don't want to give you my social media handle. So my first question is, if you encountered that with a girl and she's like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm willing to text, but she didn't give you her Instagram for whatever reason. Is that like a red flag for you? Is no, absolutely not. Okay. When men and women show up to a date and agree mm -hmm. to meet each other, mm -hmm. I think the woman has so much more at stake and she mm -hmm. puts herself at so much more risk than the man does. Yeah. And so anything that the woman like doesn't feel safe with doing, whether mm -hmm. it's even like giving a social handle or like showing up at some bar that's far from her place or yeah. if she wants to do coffee first or something like that like you mm -hmm. absolutely need to accommodate for that because mm -hmm. like i don't know dude like maybe weird things happen when dudes go to dates and the girl like drugs them or something but yeah. like, you always hear it the the other way around and absolutely. so i think you have to be very safe and for me sharing my social handle mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. helps me build that like safety credibility with them as well yeah because they can see like oh i have a real profile i have mm -hmm. real friends that like comment on posts and like they'll see stories and whatever and i think that adds a little bit of accountability and trust that can make it easier to be like okay maybe this is a actual person that i'd be willing to meet up with yeah that does make sense and i do like when someone links their instagram to their profile for example it is kind of nice to gather more data and see oh here's them in some situations that aren't like a dating profile photo scenario so that is helpful I do listen to this other dating podcast and the male host actually has a lot of thoughts about sharing your social media handle before you meet up with someone as well. And from his perspective, it's mostly beneficial to the male because, you know, everyone is very visual. Dating is just a really visual thing at its core. But he was saying that a lot of times guys can use it to kind of gather more data on you and like your attractiveness. And then they get kind of the satisfaction of feeling like they know you a little bit better, but it doesn't require any sort of commitment. I'm not explaining it as well as he did. But he was just kind of saying that from his perspective, it doesn't behoove women as much to share their social handles before meeting up as it does to do for the guy. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Teach it, their own. Yeah, totally. 
Some people like to do a lot of research and, and data gathering and stuff. Some、mm-hmm. people don't.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see how it could help some more than others,、mm-hmm. but yeah. To each their own, just depending on your preference. Interesting. So, yeah, we were talking about how you need to message right away and like exchange the numbers and either get to text or Instagram right away. Yes. Yeah. So I think people just come in and out of the dating apps. And、mm-hmm. how often is it that you have some match that you talk to a little bit and then you stop talking for a long time and then、mm-hmm. all of a sudden they come back and you're going to give this person attention? Yeah. Like, not at all, right? Like, no. Hey, you had your shot kind of thing. Yeah. The window、um, kind of closes. Yeah. But over, over Instagram, like maybe some story comes up that you guys both connect on or something、yeah. like that. Yeah. That's very true. So, I guess since you have all of this expertise and I feel like you've really gotten dating down to a science, do you view not the actual act of dating? Obviously, going on dates is very separate than being on the apps. Do you、yep. find like actual pleasure from being on the apps? Like, is there any element of it that is fun or is it really just kind of like a strategic, straightforward thing for you? No, I've done what I can to remove my emotional connection to the apps. Yeah. I think early on, I went through this, and everyone goes through this. So they, they go and they swipe, and they're like, wow, this person's really attractive. I hope they like me back. Yeah. And they kind of put this like emotional expectation on it. But、mm-hmm. again, the apps control everything. Maybe the app decided to not even show my profile to this person.、Mm-hmm. And so, what I've tried to do is remove that emotional connection and just use it as a way to generate leads. Of course, that's not how I go about the actual dates. Like, I'm, I'm、yeah. a much more personable person in real, like, human interaction. But as、yeah. for how I'm using the apps, it's purely like strategy and Lead generation. Okay. And then before you started paying for them, did you have a period of time where you signed up as a free user where you realized that wasn't working, or did you sign up as a paid user from the get go? I was free, of course, like、yeah. to start. I was like,、yeah. oh, what's this about? I had no、yeah. idea.、Mm-hmm. And then just kind of trying to be better. As like a gamer, I want to understand like where I'm failing and how I can be better at succeeding. So I just like read as much as I could、mm-hmm. about it and I tried to understand like how to. Make my profile better. Like Denzel mentioned some of the tips around photos. Yeah. Read. Like, yeah. You want a picture with a dog. You want a picture with friends. You、mm-hmm. want like full body, like active. You want some sort of travel pictures.、Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, you kind of want to have pictures that's going to appeal to your target audience. Yeah. That's really the core of it. But like if you have a spread, then you can maybe find people that like one or two of your pictures or something like that. Yeah.、Um, but yeah, in short, like, no, I did not pay to start. I had no、yeah. idea what I was doing. Just、mm-hmm. similar to everyone else, I was like, what the hell is this? And then. <laughs> Yeah. When I first start, it's like, wow, I get so many like, attractive people. And then after a little bit, it's like, what happened? Like, what I, did I know. Do wrong? <laughs> seriously, seriously. And I think that can be really discouraging. So I think it's really helpful to hear it's literally not you. It, this happens to everybody, unless、mm-hmm. you're a supermodel and Tinder realizes that and then puts you with all the other extremely attractive people. I don't even know. Who knows what Tinder does with those people?、Uh, yeah. Maybe they're like, not doing it correctly either. All I know is like, there's rules around the game and、mm-hmm. you can play by those rules or not. Yeah. So I know that obviously your strategy is tailored to you and what is going to work best for yourself. Do you have any different tips for if you're a female on the apps? Like, do you think that there's any difference in terms of you know, how you should initiate conversation? Like, should you be as forward about initiating conversation, or maybe should you take like a different approach and like wait for more people to approach you? What are your thoughts on that? Dude, I honestly I cannot speak on it. There's so much that goes into that that I don't quite understand. Yeah. The only like, advice I can give as someone that has been turned off from women that I've met on the apps、yeah. is don't be so checkboxy.、Mm-hmm. Like, 
I get that you have check boxes and you want people to meet them, and、yeah. that's a very important part of dating. But like,、mm-hmm. don't be so obvious about it. Yeah. Like, you know, you can subtly like do checks in the background, but、mm-hmm. also like try to build chemistry and try to see、yeah. the other person as a person and not just check boxes. Yeah. And this、definitely. is me. Wow. It sounds like I'm speaking from a place where I was hurt really badly by something like this, but、mm-hmm. um, I was talking to some girl quite a bit during quarantine early on, and she、yeah. checked all my boxes, and then it was just the chemistry was just not there, and she was so focused on check boxes, like, no, like I don't, <laughs> I don't want this. I want to actually like establish like whatever. Like I get it, I get that you want to protect yourself, but like、mm-hmm. don't, don't be so like, what's the word? Rigid, maybe. Rigid, yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So, kind of going into once you have the leads and once you're able to transition off of the apps, what is your strategy for asking people out? I mean, like, do you have any tips for that? And like, how quickly after you've moved the conversation to phase two that you go into the date portion of things? Oh, so one thing I always try to do is make sure whatever date that you're doing, make sure you would enjoy it solo. Like、mm-hmm. make sure it's something that, worst case, they don't show up.、Mm-hmm. But also, like you're able to be positive about the experience and then share that positivity with someone else. Yeah. So for me personally, I really like cocktails. I like making、mm-hmm. cocktails. I like drinking cocktails. And so、mm-hmm. I like picking out cocktail bars that I haven't been to that I want to try. Yeah. And one time, this is the one time I've been flaked on like this, like real bad. Yeah. There's a cocktail bar called Trick Dog in San Francisco, and it's、mm-hmm. it's pretty well known. And I went there, and this girl messages me. She's like, "Oh, I'm like 15 minutes late."、Mm-hmm. I was like,、ah, "Sure, whatever." Like 15 minutes. I'm used to 15 minutes late. Like,、yeah. That's like the norm. Yeah. 15 minutes later, she's like, "Oh, I'm like around the corner. Like I'll, I'll be another like 10 minutes."、Okay. I was like, "Okay." Okay. And she sends another message at like 45 minutes, and then at an hour, she's like, "Dude, I'm so high. I'm so、What? sorry. I'm so lost. I can't find the place." Oh my god. And I was like. Holy shit! It's four twenty. I didn't realize it was actually、oh, April twentieth. This was、god. last year. Yeah, yeah.、Um, and I was like, "Oh my god." Okay, well, <laughs> my first thought is like, "Dude, you're you're fucking with me." But she was、right? she was really sorry. She was like genuinely、Aww. just like super stoned and super sorry. Yeah. But anyways, I was at this bar. I had two cocktails that I enjoyed a lot.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I still was able to like have a good time and go home. And that、yeah. was, I guess, technically my worst date, which is I got to drink two cocktails that I really enjoyed and go home. Yeah, that's. Honestly, not a bad worst date because I was going to ask you if you had any nightmare experiences where you met up with someone. Ooh, okay. This was my second worst date. I can explain my worst date. Okay. Yes, I'd love to. My worst、it. date is a is a whole. Yeah. Ooh, how do I start this? So I had an emotionally turbulent day. This is pretty funny because it kind of involves some of your other guests. Oh, okay. Yeah. So David Zeff, David、mm-hmm. Zeff, one of my best friends. Yeah. He sends me. A letter, and and I've been expecting this letter. But anyways, it's in the morning. I open this letter up,、mm-hmm. and it says, "Will you be my best man?" Aww. And I'm thinking, holy shit! Like me and Zeph are really close. We've been like、yeah. really really close friends since seventh grade,、mm-hmm. and I knew that I was going to be like a, a groomsman.、Mm-hmm. But the best man thing, I was like, oh my god!、Aww. Like this is this is huge. And the wedding is in France. So I was like, dude, I have to give like a speech in French. I was like, wow, wait, I have、yeah. to plan the bachelor party. Like, I was like, I have so <laughs> much stuff to do all of a、yeah. sudden.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like went through this like 
roller coaster of emotion. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. I'm like so honored that I would be selected to do this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I messaged him back. I was like, dude, I'm like so honored. Like you have no idea. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to do my best to like learn French and stuff. Yeah. And he was like, yo, you got the wrong letter. You're a groomsman, not a best. And I was like, no. I was like, oh my I'm, God. S- I'm so relieved. I was yeah, so relieved. Because yeah. then I was like, dude, like, I don't have to plan anything. I don't have to learn anything. I could just go and like celebrate with my boys. Yeah. And so that bachelor party was actually earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And Giselle were on it. Will mm-hmm. was invited, but mm-hmm. COVID stuff was kind of starting. But so this happened in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I had some other weird stuff happen later in the day. Yeah. And I went on to Tinder and I like... I don't think I normally do this, but I like rage tindered where I just like, <laughs> just like swiped a bunch of people and like the first person to like listen to my emotional troubles of the day. I was like, wow, you're a good listener. Like, let's go and let's grab drinks. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why I did this. Anyways, I go out to Berkeley, which is like 30 minutes away from me. I took mm-hmm. Uber or something. And I show up to this bar, cocktail bar, of course, the cocktail mm-hmm. bar that I wanted to go to. I think it's like East India Spice Company or something like that. Okay. And she messages me. She's almost there. Mm-hmm. And she messaged me that she's here. And so I turn and I look at the door mm-hmm. and she's about 40 pounds heavier than her pictures. Oh, it's a cigarette. Yeah. Yeah. And at yeah. that point I was like, okay, well, I'll treat this as a, if he drinks with a friend. Yeah. Like I'm clearly like not attracted to this person. Mm-hmm. And she comes over and, oh, I, I feel so bad, uh, but I'm just going to go into detail. Yeah. She yeah. comes over and she smiles and she says, hi. And I it immediately became clear to me that she didn't smile with her teeth in any of her pictures. Oh, no. What uh, was, was wrong tough. with her teeth? I don't want to go in detail, but they were unexpected. I'll just say that they were unexpected. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so, again, I was just like, whatever. This is this is just uh, dinner and drinks with a friend. Whatever. I've already ruled out that I'm, I'm attracted to this person. Mm-hmm. And then she starts to speak. Mm-hmm. And her voice is basically like, well, my day was like, and and literally people oh. like turn and like look at us, <laughs> no. and I just like, oh, what did I get myself into? Wow! And so I was like, okay, well, what do you want to drink? Let's 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 order drinks, and yeah. so we we have our we have our drinks, and she's also like, I don't know, she was like two years out of college or something, okay. and not only was her voice hard to listen to, but mm-hmm. so were her opinions. Oh and no! So. I basically, you know, I, I listened and I finished my drink and I said, thank you for meeting up with me, but mm-hmm. I just have a lot going on. I need to go home. Yeah. I paid for the bill and mm-hmm. I, I left and I actually like took an Uber pool home mm-hmm. and I'm like sitting in the front. It's four people. It's the driver. It's me in the front and two yeah. in the back. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting in this Uber and I'm like steaming. I'm like, I can't <laughs> believe this happened. And the Uber's like completely uh, silent and we're yeah. going over the Bay Bridge. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I just I turn around. And I'm like, "Have you guys ever been catfished?" Like, I like, <laughs> I blew I blew up, and I like asked these guys like, and they're like, "What?" <laughs> and I I basically tell them the story, and they're like, "Dude, like you gotta report her." And I was like, "What? No, that's that's oh. messed up, man." And he's like, "No, like, dude, it's your civic duty to report her because wow. if you don't, other people are gonna end up in the same situation." I was like, "Yeah." Oh my God, you're so right. So for the first time I went through and I like report for whatever profile doesn't match like Mm -hmm. real person or something like that. Yeah, good. And like, dude, this Uber, like my portion of the windshield is like steamed up. (laughs) 
But yeah, that was my that was my worst date.、Mm-hmm. And again, at the very worst case, I had a nice meal and I think one drink that I really enjoyed and a fun story.、So、yeah, that. that's true. That's true. I always look at it the same way. It's like you know, obviously, most dates are not going to go anywhere. However, worst case scenario, yeah, I try to treat it as like a good conversation with someone, making a new connection. I've never been catfished. Knock on wood. I think that that's so horrible because it's just like you've had this element of deceit that just makes it so much more unpalatable to go on this bad date. So that's really crazy. I feel like everyone has like stamina for bad dates,、mm-hmm, and、mm-hmm. this one just like crushed me. It like KO'd me, and I just I didn't. I got off dating apps for like weeks or like a month. I was like, I can't do this. I just yeah,、ugh. that's really terrible. But that's the only time you've been catfished. Hopefully. That is the only time I have been catfished, as far as I know. Okay, what do you, wait?、Yeah. What do you mean, as far as you know? I don't know. Maybe some dude was pretending to be a girl and talking to me.、Maybe、oh, okay,、happened. okay, yeah,、know. yeah. But like, you met up with someone else and then realized they were totally different. Yeah, I've never quite met up with someone and they looked like so different from、mm-hmm, their pictures.、Mm-hmm. I learned from my mistakes. I think a nice smile is important. It、so、is. Yeah. I make sure that they're smiling like with their teeth on their picture. <laughs> <Yeah. which> is, <laughs> Kind of a weird thing, but I think you gotta just kind of learn and figure、yeah. out what you're looking. Yeah, that's、uh, so true. That's learning from your mistakes. Well, not your mistake, but yeah, from a bad experience. Yeah, yeah. No, I considered it a mistake. I didn't vet the profile as well as I should have, which is another reason. I guess、uh, Instagram handles and stuff like that、yeah. does help you get extra data points. That's、uh, true. That's true. So. I know that now we're in quarantine. Obviously, it's not really an option to meet a ton of people in person unless you're at the grocery store or something. But before this, do you feel like there was kind of a balance between meeting people who you would date in person, or was it primarily people who you met through the apps? I think it was primarily people who I met through the apps,、mm-hmm. actually. Which, man, maybe it's because I work in tech and I'm just not good at like creating those personal relationships or interactions. But I just found it so easy if you're using the apps correctly to、yeah. build leads and to、mm-hmm. to be exposed to people that like I wouldn't have been exposed to otherwise. Yeah. Of course, there's like friends and friends of friends, but even then, like a lot of people are taken or like、yeah. not interested or、mm-hmm. whatever. And yeah, also, so I think yeah. I imagine your work schedule is pretty hectic, so I imagine you work longer hours and maybe don't necessarily have as much free time after work to just socialize. No. That's a total misconception of tech. Tech is like、oh. super cushy and balanced, and、oh. time-wise, it's totally fine. Oh,、uh, okay. I'm actually I'm working on the weekend. This weekend is the first weekend I've worked in like years. I feel like,、oh, but、wow. I got thrown into a project and I have to like take care of some stuff. But generally, like yeah, tech tech in San Francisco in general is is pretty laid back. Yeah, and now that like full time working remote, I'm gonna be working remote until probably next year or permanently even. Wow! And then last year I was working remote from like Tokyo for three months. Yeah, so that's right. It's very flexible. Okay, well that's great. So I know you said that in the beginning of quarantine you took a break from dating, but now you are back on the dating apps, correct? Oh, not quite. Not quite.、Oh, I'm, okay. I had a beard growing out in quarantine. It's、mm-hmm. now gone.、Mm-hmm. I actually had a goatee right before the show. I was、mm-hmm. like trying it out, and then I was like, <laughs> "Dude, I don't want to. I don't want to have this video of my goatee be permanent, like memorialized." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, "I got to get rid of everything." Yeah.、Um, the beard. I love the beard, and my boys love the beard,、mm-hmm. but I don't think I don't think women like it as much as as men do. You know,、um, I like facial hair, but I think that guys just have a higher threshold for beards. To your point, I think that. 
for women, a lot of times the ideal is like, oh, I like a five o'clock shadow. I like more yeah, of a beard a also. But yeah, mm. I think I actually talked to someone who we both know. And he was growing out a beard while he was traveling. This was a few years back. And I remember seeing him over Thanksgiving break. And I was like, how long are you going to grow your beard out? And he's like, as soon as girls stop having sex with me, then I'll shave it. <laughs> I was wow, like, what okay. a nice problem. Did he shave his beard? He did eventually, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it hit that point. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, well, you went on a date recently, though. This oh, week. ooh, let's see. I, I had lunch with a friend, and whether that was a date or not, unclear. Okay. But I asked to follow up with a dinner, which would oh. be more of a date. No response yet. Well, we'll see how that goes. But wow. I'm, I'm waiting to see how that goes. Mm-hmm. And if it's a no, then I'll probably get back on apps and get back on like generating leads and going mm-hmm. through that whole like pipeline. And Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like since you haven't actively been on the apps, I feel like you've actually had a really productive quarantine. And I don't know how much you want to talk about this, but I just have to call out. I feel like you are literally the only person to come out of quarantine with like a better six pack than you started it with. And I feel like you've had this amazing health transformation and have really dedicated yourself to that. So if you're comfortable, would love to hear more about what inspired it and kind of what your journey was that began that health. Oh, man. Yeah, well, thank you. I just like early on, I realized that this is going to be a complete change of the way that we all live our lives. Mm -hmm. And I really put importance on the idea of like building habits. And so for the first few weeks, I just tried my hardest. And I have a group of friends that have been really supportive. And we're, we're doing this with me early on doing everyday workouts, doing Zoom workouts, keeping each other accountable. Mm-hmm. And I have a whole bunch of friends that I talk to about fitness and dieting stuff. And like mm-hmm. my fitness pal is the app that I use to track calories and like yeah. having friends on there. Like this person like did this many workouts this day or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's dumb, but like it also helps keep people engaged. Yeah, accountability. Um, that's key. Yeah. And then the other thing is like, so again, tech is like super cushy and they, mm-hmm. they feed us mm-hmm. breakfast, lunch and dinner. But it's like, it's delicious. And mm-hmm. by delicious, I mean, they just stockpile a lot of like oil and fat and sugar yeah, and stuff on yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. And so I think I actually gained like 15 pounds working for Twitch. And mm-hmm. I, I, was, I was pretty big. But now that I have to cook for myself, something mm-hmm. that I'm terrible at doing, but I've been able to just kind of eat healthier and yeah. be better about tracking exactly what I'm eating. Mm-hmm. And then I cut 17 pounds in 17 weeks. I was doing, so Chloe Ting is like a famous YouTuber. Yeah. I, was, I was doing her 10 minute ad workout with friends mm-hmm. like at oh, 6 nice. p.m. every day. Mm-hmm. And then I switched to Pamela Reef. I think Pamela Reef's is better. No offense to Chloe Ting. Yeah. But then I posted like this before and after pic on Instagram mm-hmm. and I hashtag Chloe Ting. Yeah. And I guess she found it and she posted it on her YouTube video of like, oh, before and after, like, oh, look at this guy. I saw that post. Dude, she spelled my tag wrong. She spelled it uh, Christ best. No. C-H-R-I-S-T-B-E-S-T. Christ best. Yeah. Dang it. Um, whatever. So Pamela Reef, if you're watching this or listening to this, uh, shout me out and I will sell your YouTube ab workout, which has been amazing for us. There you go. Yeah. Honestly, this is a great testimonial for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think just like, dude, like building habits, staying accountable mm-hmm. and then tracking everything. Yeah. I have this whiteboard sitting over here I track mm-hmm. every single day what I weigh and I guess I I don't want to give too many like weight loss tips or whatever mm-hmm, but like mm-hmm. your body fluctuates so much depending on like stress and sleep and mm-hmm. carbohydrate intake that 
like if you weigh two pounds more the next day or like after a weekend mm -hmm. and you feel shitty about it, like it's going to make you kind of quit your diet. Yeah. But if you track yourself week over week, every single day over a week and you see this gradual decrease, then you mm -hmm. can really know if what you're doing is effective or not. Yeah. And so that, that was really helpful for me. So going back to Chloe Tang, didn't you message her to like kind of slide into her DMs and A, be like, hey, this is my real handle, but then also maybe try and start up a conversation? No, that wasn't to slide in her DMs for that oh, purpose. Oh, dang it. But okay. so I mentioned I have a friend group that we do this like 6 p.m. ab workout. Yeah. And attendance has been dwindling. So no. I've been trying to get Chloe Ting to join our oh, ab workout. Oh, man. That'd be amazing. Because I think that would get everyone to hop back in. You know? Oh, definitely. Um, definitely. Dang it. I was hoping this was like a romantic attempt from you. No, 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 um, no. I don't know. Maybe it could lead into that, but she hasn't responded to my DMs and I can't pay to boost my profile on Instagram <laughs> the way I could with Tinder. <laughs> Ugh, level playing fields. Rough. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, this was super helpful. And I honestly, I do feel like I've learned a lot. And I feel like you gave some amazing tips. I think that because you have so much great experience, I wanted to end with kind of a game, but really just like a rapid fire set of questions. So honestly, like, don't think about it too much. You don't have to respond immediately. But just when I ask this, like, what's the first thing that comes to mind from your past dating experience? Oh, okay. I'll try this. Oh, man, I'm going to ask to cut like all this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first thing, what is one of the main cliches that you see on girls dating profiles? It's been a while since I've really looked at dating profiles and so nothing mm -hmm. comes to mind. Tinder's always like just all sorts of random stuff. And yeah. the first thing that comes to mind is like bot profiles and IG um, handles. Yeah. Hinge. Man, people just list like the amount of countries they've gone to as if yeah. it's some sort of competition. Yes. Dude. <laughs> it's like Pokemon. <laughs> people are like, got to catch them all. It's like, okay. Yeah. 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 That's something. Yeah. I think that's a cliche. Listing the number of countries that you've visited mm -hmm. as if that's some sort of accomplishment. Yeah. It's like, I do want someone who appreciates travel, but it's not like if someone's like, I've been to 63 countries versus like 20 countries. I'm like, Ooh, this guy's more appealing. Honestly, it doesn't matter that much. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like what does it even? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's fair. So for you, do you think that there's an element of your own profile that's probably drawing the most interest from women? My bios, I keep really simple. Mm -hmm. I just tell a stupid joke. Mm -hmm. So there's not much else to go off of. Either they laugh at my joke or they think it's dumb and they pass. Yeah. Do you have like um, a photo that you would think is the most popular if you had to guess? Oh, so Tinder and stuff actually tell you like, oh, this is the photo that you got oh. the most attention on. Okay. I don't pay too much attention. I, I think for me, it's like balanced across different photos. Some of my photos are more active. Some of them are more like dressed up. Oh, but I do want to point out like the importance of having high quality photos. Dude, if you like can't take good photos yourself mm -hmm. or you don't have a friend that can take good photos of you, like you're an idiot. Like, yeah. yeah, that's a bad sign. No matter like how attractive you are, if, if you like can't learn how to use your camera phone, like you're an idiot. Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> and especially because yeah. we're like we're dating people who are also millennials for the most part, I would assume. And like, I don't know, there's not really an excuse to be so illiterate in that regard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big turnoff for me is that they don't have high quality photos. And for me, I would ask my friends that are photographers, or I would mm -hmm. at least try to take good photos of myself. Yeah. Or I think for me, if I see a guy's profile, and he has like all selfies of himself, that he clearly took just to upload to the app, that's an immediate no. Yeah, yeah. I think you kind of want like a spread of mm -hmm. different aspects of your personality. Yeah, yeah. Like the fact that you say that your pictures get about equal attention, that's a sign of a great balanced profile. 
Or random bots are just randomly like, you know, like I don't know. <laughs> so throwing you off, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so what would be an immediate deal breaker on a girl's profile, aside from if she doesn't smile with her teeth? <laughs> oh, I have, I only have one deal breaker, and that's smoking cigarettes. Okay. That's, that's my one, like, logistical deal breaker. Mm-hmm. As for her profile, it's mm-hmm. got to be bad pictures. Yeah. And by bad, I mean just, like, low quality. Yeah. Like, it, okay. it either, it shows either, like, you're illiterate mm-hmm. or you don't put effort into the things that you do or yeah. you don't even have friends that can help you with this. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. Especially for girls. Like girls are so much more attuned to taking pictures of each other and like having an eye for that kind of thing. So I think it would be an even bigger red flag on your end. Well, I, I can't speak for women, but I, mm-hmm. I feel like if I was a woman and some dude like can't seem to do this on his own, I know that there's like less of a importance of guys looks or whatever but like Mm -hmm. it's not even about that it's not about how good they look it's like do they put effort into building a profile and taking a good picture of themselves exactly Um, it's like it shows how seriously you're taking the process yeah okay what would you say is the average amount of time that you spend looking at a girl's profile before you decide to either swipe left or right instant instant actually i don't swipe on people Mm -hmm. i use tinder yeah and it has a list of the the matches or the people that have swiped me Mm -hmm. and from that interface i can right or left them without looking at their profile oh wow that's why i like tinder and and if it's a match then i'll go in and i'll Mm -hmm. actually read the profile Mm -hmm. and then if Mm -hmm. it's someone interesting or if they like serve me up like an easy pitch to give them a joke then i'll send a joke but i don't like spending time on what people have written and their check boxes and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. either I'm attracted to them and we'll have chemistry through conversation yeah, or not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. So based on the likes that you see in your queue that you're then going through, what would you estimate as the percentage of girls that you actually want to match with and do go on to match with? Um, so when I'm looking at the interface of people that have liked me, mm-hmm. I'd say, in between 10 and 20%, I'll swipe right. Wow, that's very selective. And I'm yeah. not surprised from your strategy. Like, it is very clear that you are selective about that and really intentional. I just feel like I know some guys who have said, oh, I just like swipe right on most people, which again, I Oh, like- I did that in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think the reason to do that is because you want to build leads yourself. Yeah. And so you think that the way to do it is, oh, I need to just raise my numbers as much as I can. Yeah. But if you raise your numbers in this other way where you can already collect the likes uh, and have mm-hmm. them queued up for you, mm-hmm. then it's very minimal and you can be very selective about who you're willing to talk to and spend yeah. time with. That makes sense. Do you have a go-to opening line or is it just more specific to the profile? It's specific to the profile. Mm-hmm. But what I've learned is that the more time I spend thinking about crafting a message, the less successful I'll be. Because yeah. I start to overthink things and like, mm-hmm. oh, like, are they gonna like, uh, will they find this funny? Or like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. what I found success with is I just send them the first stupid thing that comes to mind. And either they laugh at it or they don't. But if, if they are interested in you, honestly, like they'll laugh at your stupid joke and give you a chance to tell more stupid jokes. That's true. Um, And that's also kind of more indicative of what it's like to date in person. You know, it's like if you see someone at a bar, you just kind of have to say whatever comes to mind. Like you don't necessarily have time to stare at them across the bar. Think of the best thing to say that they're going to be interested in responding to. You just kind of have to go for it and see if they're interested or not. By then it's too late. Like if you spend all that time thinking about what to say, like Mm -hmm. you've already missed your shot. But then I'm sure, you know, when you open your profile, you have all these people saying hi, hey, or like, hey, Mm -hmm. beautiful, or like all these like just like Mm -hmm. generic things. 
No, I think you want to attract attention, and you、yeah. want to do that by like getting a laugh. And so, ideally, like Will Will is a god.、Oh. Will is so freaking funny.、I'm、so good at it. I wish I could just outsource my like first lines to him, and I think he would like doing that too.、Uh, he definitely he- would. Yeah. <laughs> So there was one night when I was out with him, and he had a guy friend who was there for his like going away dinner before he moved to Seattle. And that guy was single; he was on the apps, and we just kind of like went through and swiped on people. And then for his matches, Will just like started up all of these conversations, and I feel like he actually got a few dates just out of the conversations that Will set up that night. So he's yeah,、skilled. but then. This dude is going to show up, and he's not going to be as witty as Will is, and then it's like, oh, honestly, no one is. It is a yeah, catfish, a totally different catfish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so my last question: Do you have any opening lines that you've received that have been really attention-getting, either positively or negatively? Ooh, as a male in San Francisco, I get zero incoming lines.、Mm, okay. Yeah, in Tokyo, it's a different story. Yeah. Yeah, but San Francisco, no. I have to send the first message, and then on Bumble, like it's the same thing. Like, oh, really? Girls are just as bad as guys at doing this opening line thing. Yeah. And I get a lot of hi, hey, like whatever. I also feel like so I don't use Bumble as much, but when I've used it too, I think that not even just from my own experience, from talking to other girls, I feel like some girls are like, oh, I like the fact that I get to control who starts the conversation. But they still kind of want the guy to take the initiative in some cases. So rather than acting like they're doing the chasing and like trying to impress him with some opening line, they're like, "Oh, here's me opening it up to you and saying I am accepting whatever you have to offer." But then they still want the guy to kind of come in and lead the conversation. Yeah, so I think that's natural. And so the way that I use Bumble、mm-hmm. is to give that by you can do a 24-hour extension.、Mm, yeah, which is it's basically like saying, "Hey, I am extra interested in you,"、mm-hmm. and that serves as like the opening, the extra chase that、mm-hmm. I think a lot of women desire. Yeah. yeah, I told this story on Denzel's podcast, and he he hated it. He was not a fan. But <laughs> one of my friends, his brother, actually met his wife that way because they matched on Bumble. She never reached out, and then he did the boost, and then she's like, "Oh, sorry, I was late," and now they're married. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's just like kind of how things work, and that's the way you have to play by Bumble's rules、mm-hmm. and what they give you. Yeah, definitely. All right. So, do you have any like last? Parting words of wisdom, or anything that you would like to plug that you're working on, or where people could find you. Oh, last words of wisdom. I didn't get to give this general tip for dating apps,、yeah. but just don't worry so much about it and、mm-hmm. focus on yourself. Just you know, take care of yourself. Get some hobbies. Take care of the way that you present yourself,、mm-hmm. and the matches and the the people they'll come eventually. They'll they'll notice. And as for myself, well, I'll just say Instagram is C H R one S B E S T. It's、yes. not Christ Best Chloe Ting. It is Chris Best.、Um, get it right. <laughs> yes, get it right. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was so amazing, and I think that people will have some renewed hope and renewed strategy for dating. I hope so. Cool.、Yeah. Thanks, Leslie. Yeah. Thank you. Let's be exclusive. Subscribe to Interstates and Heartbreak wherever you listen to podcasts for more firsthand stories about the unglamorous side of dating in Los Angeles. And while you're at it, you can write me a love letter with a rating and review on Apple. See you next Sunday.